all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Ah, feel the woe with Listerine at BJ's. You can save $2.50 now on Listerine products like Total Care Anti-Cavity Fluoride Fresh Mint Mouthwash or Cool Mint Pocket Packs Fresh Breath Strips at your nearest BJ's location. Experience the feeling of a million germs zapped in seconds with Listerine. Discount available through December 24th. Save now only at BJ's. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, the People's Bishop and Pastor of Harvest Church. We exist to lead people to totally love God, love people, and love life as one church in global locations. Find out more on our website at www.harvestchurch.church or get our app by texting the word HARVEST to the number 877-552-4746. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in the app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Now, here's today's life-giving message. Let's go. I am blessed because the life-giving message I'm about to hear will change what I do. In Jesus' name, amen. So God, we say we're open and we are ready. We just heard about progress in the state, but now God, we're excited about progress in our lives. We're excited about progress in our families. We're excited about progress, God, in every area of our life. And we say, get the glory now in these next few moments, God. We are open and we are ready. Father, we lay down our pride. We lay down our thought processes. We lay down our burdens. And we are open to receive from your word. Speak, God. I need you to open your mouth and say, speak, Lord. Say, I'm open and I'm ready. Come on, 1115. Say it with authority. Say, speak, Lord. I'm open and I'm ready. Change me. Make me into a curse breaker. In Jesus' name. Can you put a five-second praise behind that? Go, go, go. Five, go, go. If you're about to break every curse, if you're about to break the chains from every curse that's been on your family, that's been on your bloodline, that's been in your life, shout it one more time. I'm the curse breaker. Let's go to work. All right, grab a seat. Our series, our series, our series, our series, our series, our series, our series is called what? Curse breaker. Somebody said that's what I am. We learned on Wednesday when we opened the series that in every day, in every decision, God gives us a choice of the blessing or the curse. Look at me. The Bible is not a book about destiny. It is a book about decisions. The choices you make determines the future you have. And here's why I'm excited about you. You're about to start making the best decisions of your life, which is about to produce the best quality of life for you. No more will you make decisions based on a curse. No more will you make decisions based on emotions. No more will you make decisions based on, watch me, what the enemy's trying to get you to do. You're about to make some godly decisions and you're about to see some godly results. If you believe your decision making is about to improve, just shout, yes, Lord. 
Now, Deuteronomy 30 and 19. Deuteronomy literally means to say it again. And so there's several things you'll see in Deuteronomy that you saw in Exodus, that you saw in Leviticus, because the word literally means to say it again. There's a leadership lesson and a principle for every person that sits in a seat of authority, whether you're a parent, you're a boss, you're a pastor, you're a leader, is that you're often going to have to Deuteronomy things. What does that mean? You're going to have to say them again. And you got to say it again until you get results. But everybody look at me. You're going to have to learn how to Deuteronomy even in your life. What do you mean, Bishop? I'm going to have to keep doing right even if I see wrong. But I keep doing right because right's going to bring results. I'm going to have to keep speaking life even if it doesn't look like it's working. Matter of fact, can we be honest? Have you ever started speaking life and it seemed like when you started speaking life, stuff got crazy, people got crazy, money got crazy, folk got crazy? Guess what? I need you to Deuteronomy. You better elbow somebody. Say Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy. You better say it again, then again, and again, then again, and over, and over, and over, and over, until you see it work. Until it works, and until it turns around, I'm not done. Are you still here? I asked you a question. Are you still here? The Bible says, I call heaven and earth to witness against you today. Today, today, today. Here's the problem. Is that for many people, the only place you make good decisions are in here on Sunday. But your life, watch me, exists 24-7 every day of the week. Which means your decisions got to be on point on Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and even on Sunday. He says, I call heaven and earth as witnesses against you today. When I have set before you, God says, I've set up a table for you. Now you pick which seat you're going to sit in. You can either sit in the seat that's going to be the seat of a curse. You can pick to sit in the seat where you're cursed. Or you can pick the seat of the blessing. Watch me. They look similar, but one's got a chain on it. One's got a chain on it. And the other one brings freedom. I need you to open your mouth. Say, I choose the blessing. I choose. I set before you life and death, blessing and curse. And then he tells you, you need to pick correctly because whatever your life becomes is because of what you pick. Look at me. Look at me. Life is not happening to you. Life is happening for you. And you got to learn to take what you got and make the right decisions. Lay your hands on yourself. Say, my decision making is getting better. I need y'all to talk like an army, please. Say, my decision making is getting better. Why is that important? Because God says, therefore, choose life. Look at me. God's not going to choose for you. Your mama can't choose for you. Your daddy can't choose for you. Your cousin can't choose for you. You've got to make the choice yourself. And watch me. If you don't like what you're seeing, you got to choose different. And I'm excited you sit next to somebody that's about to choose different. I'm excited you're streaming with somebody that's about to choose different. Look at this. He says, choose life that you and your offspring may live. This is not just children. This is anything that you produce. Offspring means something you produce, fruit that comes from you. So choose life so you and your business can prosper. Choose life so you and your endeavors can prosper. Choose life so that no matter what you set your hands to, you do well. Let me tell you who you might be sitting next to. You might be sitting next to somebody that's so blessed. Now watch me. It doesn't matter what they put their hand on. It, it does well. If they sell cars, they do well. Sell houses, do well. Do mortgage, do well. Preach, do well. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. If they, if they wash cars, they do it well. Work at McDonald's, they do it well. Everything they do, they do it well. Because the blessing is on them. Open your mouth, say, the blessing is on me. Come on. 
How is it on you? It's on you because you chose it. Pay attention. The word blessing is this Hebrew word barakah, and it means this, the source of blessing. We often will look at a house or car or something like that and say, what a blessing. Actually, that's not quite accurate. It's not quite accurate. Because the blessing is not a thing. Pay attention. The blessing is an empowerment. It's the source of blessing. It's an empowerment to prosper. Which means, watch me, the blessing is bigger than a thing. The blessing is why I have the power to get the things. See, when you're blessed, I don't care if you got $2. You're going to find a way to make it back to the top. Is there anybody in this building or online? Well, watch me. You found yourself in a low place. But because you chose the blessing, you came out of that low place and you rose to a higher place. You look like you were going to be struggling, but because the blessing is on you because you chose it, you went from struggle to success. You went from overlooked to overbooked. You went from the valley to the mountain. I need you to open your mouth and say the source of blessing. It's an empowerment to prosper. Then it means to be great. Pay attention. The Bible says in Genesis 12 that I will bless you to be a blessing and I will make your name great. It means you will be well spoken of. Watch me. It means anytime someone invokes your name, even if they don't like you, they can't deny your greatness. Watch me. Some of you, you get so concerned with wanting everybody to like you, but the Bible says, woe to you if everybody likes you. Can I tell you, you're not even blessed if you don't have a hater. Uh-uh. Some of y'all, your haters are proof that you're blessed. Why? Because you, you hate me without cause. You don't even know me, but you don't like me. That's because the blessing that's on me agitates the curse that's on you. And I'll be doggone if I let a cursed chick, if I let a cursed man pull me down. Come down for what? But what do you mean, Bishop? The Bible says that every time your name is invoked, they will have to talk about the greatness that is you. You'll be well spoken of even by people who do not like you. Even if people do not like you, they're going to say, I can't stand him. But you can't deny he's blessed. One of the greatest things you could do is get delivered from the opinions of people that don't have a bless or a curse. That's your opinion. That's your issue. That ain't not my issue with myself. Well, he's just so aggressive. Maybe you're too punkish. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. Maybe you're too passive. Maybe you need to learn something from my aggressive. Y'all ain't going to talk. Elbow somebody, elbow somebody say, your name is great. Your name is great. You're going to be the one that keeps getting brought up for raises, that keeps being brought up for appointments, that keeps getting bonus checks, and the people on your job are going to look at you and say, why you? Why you, baby? Why not? I'm going to preach my own self happy. Elbow somebody next to you say, why not you? Why not? Baby, you're blessed. It's all on you because it's the choice that you have made. Shout, I'm blessed. Next definition. It means this. The next definition. It means to be abundant. It means to prosper. So abundance means that you have more than enough. Watch me. Not just stuff. You have more than enough joy. Let me prove it to you. You never know that you have more than enough until you deplete what you thought you had. Mm -mm. See, for some of y'all, watch me, what you call the enemy attacking you is actually God proving to you how blessed you are. I didn't know I had abundance until I ran out of what I thought I had, and then I found there was some more in there. Y'all, 
Mm-mm. I'm not playing with you, 11, 15 people. Well, watch me. Well, watch me. I didn't know that I had an abundance of shalom. Nothing missing, nothing broken, nothing like it. All is well. Until I got to the end of what I thought I had. And watch me. When I said there is no more, it kept flowing. You ever been to a place, you ever been to a place where you just so frustrated? This last week, I'm going to be honest, I'm going to keep it 100. I was so frustrated. I was frustrated this past week in a way I have not experienced frustration in the past 15 years of, of, since I've been doing this assignment. I was so frustrated. I was so frustrated, I just said, I can't talk. I don't want to talk to nobody. I said, this, I let the phone ring. I don't want to be bothered. I don't want to talk to nobody. And figure it out. I don't, 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 don't bother me. Don't call me. I don't want to talk. Uh, you, you ever been there? I was there this week. Watch me. To the point where I said, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, Lord, I said, Jesus, 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 Jesus. Look, look, I called on him so much. Look, I couldn't even, I couldn't even say his full name. I said, Jay. Jay. That does it. I said, he know who I'm talking to, Jay. Oh, watch me. And I just said, Lord, I just, what's the deal? Watch me. And it wasn't until I was in a place of frustration to where I was like, I'm just spent on this. Watch me. The way he said, oh, no, we got some more. He, he said, wait a minute, you're not out of it. Watch me. I'm about to tap you into your abundance. I'm so excited because for some of you said, I can't take no more. Yes, you can. And yes, you will. You have not come this far to give up. You've not come this far to throw in the towel. You've not come this far to not make it. I need you to elmo or fist bump somebody next to you and say, you've got more than enough. More. You got more than enough patience. That's why God gave you those kids. Y'all like going to You've got more than enough patience. That's why God can trust you with what he can't trust others with. Somebody shout, I live in abundance. To prosper. To salute. This means you're going to be recognized and honored. 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 Pay attention. When, when you choose the blessing, you will be recognized and honored. You won't have to chase it. It'll chase you. And for some of you, watch me, you have to be okay that you may not be recognized and honored, watch me, by who should do it without having to be told. Because God will raise up somebody else to do it. Because when you're blessed, watch me, God says you will be saluted and you're going to be honored. You're going to be recognized. People will look at what you do and say what you do is amazing. And even if the people that should do it don't do it because the blessing is on you, God is not going to let you lack what you need. Everything will eventually end in life. Watch me. Even if it looks like death, it'll be something that, ends, that is reborn into life. Look at Jesus because he is the blessing walking in flesh. Watch me. When they killed him, uh, watch me. When they crucified him, they thought he's dead. It's over. But watch me. But you can't keep a blessing down. I'm going to talk over here because I don't have any help over here. Middle section, I don't know what y'all doing. Watch me. Watch me. Watch me. When you are blessed, I don't care what tomb they put you in. I don't care what tomb you find yourself in. But when you are blessed, watch me. Baby, all I need is three days. Middle section, I'm about to give you an opportunity to get in on this work. When you are blessed, all I need is three days. Because it may look like I'm down. It may look like I'm out. But baby, give me three days. And when they crucified him, they said it's over for him. He's dead. He's a liar. He didn't do what he said he was going to do. But let's go Baptist. But early one Sunday morning, he got up. And you're about to get up today in whatever you've been in. Open your mouth and say, I'm getting up. I'm getting up. I'm getting up. 
You can't keep the blessing down. It eventually ends in life. It eventually ends in life. Even death is turned to work for life. And then here's the curse. Say the curse. The curse is this Hebrew word kalal, which means this, to abate, to make less or to reduce. To make less or to reduce. In other words, if the curse is active, you're going to not see pruning. Watch me. You're going to see that something is poisoned. What's the difference? See, the Bible says that God, that if he loves you and you produce fruit, he'll prune you. Which means he cuts away what's dead so that only, so that resources don't go to dead stuff. Look at me. I need you to stop trying to resuscitate, watch me, people that don't want to live. Because a lot of your energy, it doesn't get spent on you making progress. You trying to sit here and resuscitate dead parts, dead people, dead relationships, dead friendships. And you're trying to give life to something that God is like, I cut that away because it wasn't producing. And you keep trying to run back. Why? Because you say, well, what am I supposed to do without them? Grow another leaf. What am I going to do if they go and grow another leaf? See, God will prune. He will cut that which is dead or dying so that the energy isn't wasted going to something dead. But watch me. But when the curse is in your life and it's working on your life, and remember, it's chosen. When the curse is happening, everybody look at me. When the curse is happening, everything, watch me, because it's poison, it's reduced. It's made less. It abates. There's no, watch me. The progress that should be there is never there. The progress that should be there never produces. Then look, watch me, it means to make bright for negative reasons. In other words, when the curse is active, watch me, you will always get attention, but you'll get attention for something negative. And you're, you, will in fact, will say, when is somebody going to pay attention to the good stuff I'm doing? Some of you right now, you're mad at whoever's over you because they only recognize your negative stuff. Can I tell you? Clue on the screen. It's a clue. You say, but don't nobody ever pay attention to the good stuff I do. When is my boss going to pay attention to the good stuff that I do? When is somebody going to clap for the good stuff? I, I, I do all these good things and I do one thing. Uh -huh. What you don't understand is see the curse, just like the blessing, is an empowerment to prosper. The curse is an empowerment to fail, which means the only thing that gets paid attention to is what you didn't do. You ain't got to like it, but it's Bible. And I bet you by the end of this month, you're going to break these curses. I got an assignment, Harvest. I got an assignment that in November, we got to break every generational curse, every curse that's been operating on your life and in your family. Prophesy. Say by the end of November, 2021, every curse will be broken off my life. Put a praise behind that. Put a praise behind that Facebook. Build a praise behind that. Stay in the game. Put a praise behind that. Hallelujah. Then, then, watch me. Here's what curse means, the definition of curse. The next definition, look, it means, watch me, to bring into contempt. This means to feel worthless. You can have success and still feel worthless. So when the curse, watch me, there's certain people that you look at and you say, that person's so blessed because they have money. Not realizing, watch me, that while they may have that, they still feel worthless. And this is why they commit suicide. This is where they quit. This is why they give up. This is why all these things happen, because although they achieve what you call success, don't confuse the success and the blessing. Because see, watch me, you can be blessed and not have what somebody else has, but be able to do more than what they do. Mm. Don't reduce this to cash, cars, and clothes. 
worthless. This is why sometimes you see successful people that they pick worthless people to be in relationships with. They pick worthless people to be friends with. The Bible even makes such a, such statements. He says you pick worthless fellows to deal with. He says you're supposed to be the king, but you pick worthless fellows to deal with because who you pick to be in friendship and relationship with is really an indication of what you believe about yourself. So if I look at who's around you, I know what you think about you. So you will feel worthless. This is why some people, that matter how much good they do, how much they accomplish, they still don't feel worth anything. Why? Because the curse says we can't let you feel like you're worth anything. So you can get your body, look, your body could be banging, plackety plow, plackety plow, body, yada, 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 yada. You could do all of that and still think that you're worthless, so you go pick projects to date. You can make seven figures in one year and, and have jets and yachts and this, that, and the other. And still, because you don't have any sense of self-worth or value, you can still squander it. But I'm excited about you. Say why, Bishop? Because you're not just going to have success. You're going to also have worth. Come on, prophesy to yourself. Say both of them. Then the next definition, it means to a curse. This means to deliver to destruction, misery, or evil. To deliver to destruction, misery, or evil. I was telling them, um, um, I was traveling these uh, last couple of days, and uh, I was in Chicago, and, Chicago, and I like downtown. So I'm always in downtowns of any city that I go to. Don't take me to no suburbs. I don't want to see all that. I, don't, I can see houses anywhere. I can see shopping centers anywhere. Take me downtown. You understand what I'm saying? I <laughs> take me downtown. And so watch me. So um, um, I was trying to navigate somewhere to get, the gentleman said, sir, it's three blocks away. I said, okay, great. He says, it's only three blocks away. All my navigations, the entire trip messed up. Waze messed up, Google Maps messed up, and Apple Maps messed up. When I say messed up, it would start navigating me, and then I wouldn't hear her talking for a while, and I looked down, and she stopped telling me what to do. You're going to catch it in just a moment. So watch me. So as I'm navigating somewhere, the navigation, they would just crash in the middle of it. So it was what was supposed to be three blocks, which should have took no more than five minutes, ended up taking me an hour, watch me, just to get back to where I started. You're going to catch it in a second. Why? Because when the curse is active, I don't care where you think you're headed, you're never going to get to where you're trying to go because you can only be delivered to one of three places. Y'all going to get it? You can only be delivered to destruction, which means things are always falling apart. You'll only be delivered to misery. And let me tell you something. Life is too precious to spend in miserable. I need some of y'all watch me to free up some of the miserable people around you and say, since you want to be miserable, you're going to have to do that by yourself. You want to complain, go do that by yourself. You want to be sad all the time, go on and do that by yourself. But as for me and my house, y'all better talk. We shall serve the Lord. Somebody say, I refuse to live in misery. Because misery loves company. It'll bring you with them to try to bring you down. And you need to learn how to say, no, that's a curse right there. It's a curse that you don't never have anything good to say. It's a curse that you never have any progress. It's a curse that you're always talking about everybody else and never checking yourself. That's a curse. You can only be delivered to one of three places. It doesn't matter where your navigation is trying, uh, is trying to take you. It's going to crash midway through, and you're going to end up in one of three places, destruction, misery, or this last one, evil. Evil in the Bible is not a devil with a pitchfork and red and all that, and little red tail. That is a vacuum cleaner. 
It literally comes from Greek mythology. Greek mythology, Zeus, the god of the heavens, Hades, the god of the underworld. That's Greek mythology. That's not Bible. All right, pay attention. Evil in the scripture, it means this, that it is literally contrary to you. So you will be delivered to what's contrary to you. Let me see if I can say it another way. You will run to what's bad for you. So watch me. You will run to a substance to feel good, even though the substance is bad for you. Y'all ain't going to talk. You will run, watch me, to relationships that you know there's no future in. But you'll run to it. Why? Because when the curse is working, you can only be delivered to one of three places. And I'm excited that we're about to get you off of all three of these destinations. Matter of fact, let's have a factory reset. Your praise is about to be your factory reset on your device, on your car, because navigation been crashing on some of y'all. Somebody say, it's about to be a reset. Say, no more destruction, no more misery, no more evil. Say, factory reset, put a praise on it. That's going to be your reset. Some of y'all not praising. This is your reset. This is your reset. Hey! This is your reset. This is your reset. This is your reset. Bishop, back that up with scripture. No problem. No problem, Bob. I got you. In 2 Chronicles chapter 20, the Bible says, And when they began to sing and to praise the Lord, the Lord set ambushes against their enemies. Watch me. And their enemies turned on one another. Pay attention. Uh, there were three different groups of people that turned on one another. Look at the screen. Destruction, misery, and evil about to turn on one another. We got Bible to back up that when we praise, God issues a reset. I'm going to give this building and online one more opportunity to have a factory reset because you're not going to the those destinations again. One, two, three, go. Hey. 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 Say reset. All right, let's go. Let's go. Here's the next definition of curse to despise. This means to think less of trifling. Trifling, the word is trifling, y'all, not trifling. Trifling means everything is trivial. It's a curse to not take anything serious. Some people say, I just, you know, I don't let stuff work me up. Okay, it's, it's wisdom not to necessarily always work yourself into a panic, but it's a curse to never work. It is a curse to never take anything serious. There are people you meet where you, listen, you took your friendship serious. They didn't. But they don't take anything serious. You take serving serious, they don't. That's a curse. It's literally a curse for nothing to be taken seriously. You ever met somebody where everything's a joke, everything's a game? Trust me, the only time it's important is when it's important to them. So now when they got an emergency, they want it to be your emergency. But the whole time when you had emergencies, they said, I'll get to it when I get to it. You better be careful because that's, what's me? You got to read what you sow. So now you're going to get treated trifling since you act trifling, y'all. Everything eventually ends in death. When the curse is working, which means every, you got if you look back over your life, it's a bunch of body bags. It's a bunch of body bags. You never end anything right. Okay. Let's, let's crack my neck and let's go to work. Right. You don't end anything right. You don't begin anything right. Your life is a series of body bags. It's a series of friendships, a series of business relationships, a series of pastors. I'm telling you, you ain't putting me down now. I'm telling you right now. If it's going to be me or you, it's you. I'm just telling you right now. 
I'm just telling you right now. Right? I'm, just tell, I'm, just tell, I'm telling you up front how this is going to work. Love you, but I'm just telling you up front. You understand? Watch me. A series of missed opportunities. Because everything ends in death. Nothing ever transforms into life. In fact, when you think about your life, you don't even like to think back over it. Because when you think back over it, watch me, there's so much death. Death. But today, I want to remind you of Deuteronomy 30, 19. You get to pick. And I'm going to need you to pick correctly. Somebody say, I choose the blessing and I choose life. So let's look at this because since these are choices that we make, every day and every decision we pick the blessing or the curse. Everybody look at me. God's not going to just put it on you. You have to pick it. You have to pick it. And it's not your mama's job to pick, your father's job to pick, your boss's job to pick. Hey, 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 married couples, it's not your spouse's job to pick. You sitting here letting they they mood get on you. It's not your pastor's job to pick. It's not your coordinator's job to pick. No, 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 no. He said, I said before, you say, I have to pick. Proverbs 26.2 says this, the bird by wandering as the swallow by flying uh, um, will fly by you so the curse causes shall not come. Here's what this means. If a bird is flying and it finds nowhere to land, it's going to keep flying and it's going to pass you. The bird can only land on anything if it finds a landing place. And here's the deal. You often want to kill the bird but not realizing, watch me, you got to kill the landing place. Because for many of you, watch me, you said, the devil is the devil. That, that ain't even, leave the bird alone. We're talking about why he got somewhere to land in your life. Come on. Why are there landing strips? Some of y'all are like an airport. And I need you to say, we're not accepting that plane anymore. We're not accepting the curse anymore. We're not accepting that anymore. The only kind of plane that can land here is one with the blessing. The Bible says, so the curse causeless shall not come, which means a curse won't land in your life unless it has a landing place. It's illegal to be there unless you give it a place to land. I'm going to back that thing up so you get it. It's illegal to be there unless you give it a place to land. I'm going to say it one more time so everybody in the building hears me. Everybody online hears me. It's illegal for a curse to be in your life unless you give it a place to land. In other words, you don't need, how did you get here? Nobody's supposed to be here. (laughs) She took it to church. Listen, that's Deborah Cox. Listen, so there's no curse without a cause. Any curse that's working in your life, there is a cause. So if we kill the cause, we'll kill the curse. Two curses I want to focus on today. And this is the first Sunday message of this series, and it's really opening up where we're going for the rest of this month. And so a lot of what I'm opening up to you today, I'll open up to you on Wednesday. We're going to move through it throughout this entire month. And hear me, it is my prayer for those of you that are radical enough, that are bold enough, listen, that just have the faith to say, listen, even if this is your first time hearing about curses and blessings and all that, even if it's your first time hearing it, it, for those of you that are radical enough and bold enough to say, but I believe that by the end of this month, 
Because you can't do better unless you know better. So this month, you're about to know better so that you can do better. For those of you that are radical enough, like me, that believe that by the end of November, every single curse that's been working, it's going to be broken. I need you to worship God for five, four, three, two, one. Curse breaker. Curse breaker. Come on, Facebook. Come on, YouTube. Come on in the app. Come on on the website. You're the curse breaker. Two types of curses. The first one I want to deal with is generated curses. This means you did something. You did something. You did, you did something to generate it. Mark chapter uh, uh, 7, verse 13. It says this, making the word of God of no effect. So look at me. The word is powerful. The Bible talks about how God parted the Red Sea and how he healed blinded eyes and how dead people came back to life. The Bible is the book. It's full of power. Say power. power. Now, listen, let's be honest. Have you ever read it and been like, God, I'd love to see that happen? Let me tell you why it hasn't happened for you. Making the word of God of no effect. It's like having a gun, but you got the safety on. You're sitting in a luxury sports coupe that can go from zero to 60 in two, two seconds. I think that's good. Is that good? He said it's not good. Oh, and a second is good. All right, so zero to six, listen, whatever. Okay, I'll one-up you. Zero to 60 in a half a second. Huh? What about that? <laughs> no, I'm messing with you. I'm messing with you. I'm messing with you. Uh, I know a lot of guys. Any car guys in the room? Car guys, car guys? Like car, car gals? Just car gals? Okay. All right, awesome, awesome. I am what you call, I like the accessories guy. I want to see the computer and the technology and all of that and that and getting the lights. I like ambient lighting. You know, show me the lights and all of this. And then all I need is turbo in my car. That's all I need. Just give me. <sighs> I bet you I'll get in front of you now. You ain't going to make me late now. If I got that, I'm good. All right, all of that other stuff, you know, pound feet of torque and horse. I don't know nothing about all that. All I know is when I do this, I'm trying to get in front of her. <laughs> So I'm going to need it to go. All right, listen. You got the, a sports coupe that can go from zero to 60 in a half a second with no gas. See, here's been your frustration. If I'm talking to you when I say this, then I just want you to throw your hand in the air, do something, make a sound, do something. So I know I'm talking to you. Here's been your frustration. Is that you know there's more to life than what you're currently seeing and experiencing. And you're trying to figure out what's the problem, what's the delay, what's the issue. I'm here to tell you, we're about to find it this month. Because the Bible says you make the word of God of no effect, which means it doesn't matter that he can heal blinded eyes, he can't do it for you. It doesn't matter that he can part the Red Sea, he can't do it for you. It doesn't matter all of these things. He says you make the word of no effect. Why? Because of your tradition. Look, not the devil. Not what your boss said, your mama said, your cousin said, your uncles and aunties said. No, he said because of your tradition, which you have handed down, and many such things you do. Tradition is a Greek word. That's the language of our New Testament, paradosis, which means patterns, rituals, and habits. This month, we're going to examine your patterns, rituals, and habits because there's some patterns you have. Everybody look at me. Never trust moments with people. Trust patterns with people. 
What do you mean? Everybody can have an amazing moment and you'll think they're incredible. Everybody can have low moments and you'll think they suck. Come on. It's 11.15. Can I be real? You know, I still keep my filter on, but, you know, can I at least reduce it a little bit? All right? Watch me. Watch me. I got to pay attention to the pattern, though, because the pattern won't lie. See, if you're always getting emotional, always doing this, always doing that, we now have a pattern. And for some of you, your patterns have got in the way of your productivity. Because your pattern is the moment something gets too difficult for you, you shut your computer and say, I'll deal with it later. And you never deal with it. I rebuke your avoidance. Y'all not going to talk. I rebuke you not dealing with head on what it is that you need to deal with. God didn't bring you this far for you to now be an avoider and be a runner. Somebody say, my patterns are improving. Your pattern is you, you, get, you get really excited about somebody, you date them, you, you don't do it God's way, you sleep with them, and then you marry them, and then it ends. It's your pattern. Y'all ain't gonna talk? That's your pattern. Your pattern is they're the best thing since sliced bread in January. You hate them by October. And watch me. Here's your pattern, and it's always them. Why can't I find nobody good? Why can't you pick better is the question. Ooh, but we about to get your patterns together. Your pattern is every time you get close to breakthrough, you have an emotional breakdown. Matter of fact, if you check the history of your life, you can see that every time you were on the verge of something big, you would break down. Let me come for this. I rebuke your breakdowns. You're not breaking down this time. You're breaking through. You're not going to give up because you got too emotional. Somebody said, I'm breaking through. I'm... Check your rope, please. Elbow a fist bump the people on your rope and say, this is the breakthrough rope. And if they don't respond to that, I need you to don't worry about them for the rest of church. On Facebook, YouTube, everybody, I need you to say, this is the breakthrough streaming. This is the breakthrough Facebook page. This is the breakthrough chat. I rebuke your overthinking. I rebuke your overanalyzation. I rebuke the paralysis of analysis. You're not breaking down. You're breaking through. Your pattern, then your ritual. Your ritual, your ritual, your ritual, your ritual. This is the things that you do, watch me, and you don't even know why you do them. They're your ritual. Let me give you an example of a simple ritual. Many people have a simple ritual. I have a ritual um, that uh, when it's time for me to get ready and to go to sleep and all that, I have a simple ritual. Listen, I believe the Bible says you need, you need to be clean. So y'all got quiet. Y'all like, where you go? I went there. Right? So I have a ritual, right? All of us have a ritual. You know, you brush your teeth. You do your, you, whatever you're going to do for your face. I put my witch hazel on and all this here. And, and, and uh, yes, yes, yes. Put your witch hazel on. And, and, and see, I don't like feeling greasy. So people get, you know, get all these greasy things. I don't like all that. I, I don't like feeling greasy. So I got that. I got another couple things I do. I have, I have a ritual. Watch me. The ritual is, is so built in that sometimes if I'm on a conversation, I could be talking to one of our network pastors or something. They'll say, sir, I know what you're doing. I said, what am I doing? And he said, yep, uh, you probably got your witch hazel out right now. It's about to, why? Because your ritual becomes so embedded in who you are and what you do that you do it without thinking about it. For some of you, watch me, your ritual is anybody that challenges you to be better, your ritual is, is that you say that to controlling. 
Your ritual for anybody that challenges you to improve, as you say, I don't, I, I don't need all of that now. Ain't nobody finna challenge you. And watch me. Your, your, your ritual is, your ritual is, is that you resist what's trying to get you results. Y'all ain't gonna talk, but I'm finna preach all that. All right, they wanna play games. They wanna play games, so we finna go to work now. Uh, elbow somebody next to you and say, break the ritual. Come on, say, break the ritual. Come on, say, break the ritual. Say, change the ritual. Because it's time for results. Say it again. Say, change the ritual. Because it's time for results. It's your ritual. Your ritual is when you get corrected, you get quiet. You don't even praise the same. Your ritual is anytime someone says what, what happened is you point to other people. You don't point to, it's your ritual. Your ritual is you're like Adam. Adam, what'd you do? The woman. So when you play the blame game, your life remains lame. Because see, when you blame, you're lame. See, see, watch me, watch me, watch me. Blessed people say, you know what? I take ownership and responsibility because, if, because I, sh watch me. If I didn't have control, I could have at least said something. It's quiet in here. Your ritual is when you stress, you go eat and eat and eat and eat and eat some more and then eat some more. I know because some of y'all got real judgmental. Bishop, I don't do that. No, you have the opposite. You don't eat and don't eat and don't eat and don't eat and don't eat. Then your habits, your habits are so built into you. They're so built into you that sometimes when the habit gets challenged, you'll think you're being challenged. Because it's become such an in, ingrained part of, of your daily flow and your daily life that you're like, this, this is my habit. See, and it takes approximately 21 days or so to produce a habit. This is why when Daniel fasted, he had to fast for 21 days. Watch me. The warfare wasn't in the heavens. The warfare was in him. The Bible says in Daniel that he had to fast for 21 days. He prayed on day one, and the Bible says that the Lord answered him. But, he had to, but the angel had to war with the prince of Persia. Now, Persia was a geographical territory, which meant, watch me, the prince of Persia meant it was a mindset that existed for people in the region. Pay attention. So Daniel's mindset got in the way. And so it took 21 days for Daniel to get a new mindset so that he was able to manifest. See, for some of you all, you got to be careful that you don't let where you've been change who you are and mess up your mindset and convolute your mindset and poison your mindset. I need you to say this out of your mouth. Say, my habits are changing. Uh, say it with authority. Say, my habits are changing. Come on, let's make an interactive fist bump. Somebody say, your habits are changing. Uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. What I used to do, no, can't do that. How I used to talk, no, can't do that. Why? Because you're about to go to another level. And the next level requires more from you than the previous level. We got to change these habits, baby. We got to change these habits, sir. We got to change these habits. Your habit is when you don't get what you want, you quit. You got to change the habits. The habit is when you feel like God's not moving fast enough, you try to help him out. So then you're going to get an Ishmael. 
What is an Ishmael, Bishop? Well, so listen, God tells Abraham, hey, Abraham, you and Sarah are going to have a child. But the Bible makes it clear that Abraham and Sarah, they were beyond childbearing years. So watch me. They literally say, how are we going to do this? The, can I tell you what the Bible literally says about Abraham? Everybody lean in. Everybody lean in. Everybody lean in. The Bible says that Abraham was as good as dead. You, you're not understanding. This is 1115, so let me, can I be a little bit more? There was nothing to help Abraham. It didn't matter how good Sarah came up in that room. Abraham was like, not happening tonight, baby. It ain't. Now, why am I being so real? Why am I being so real? Because I need you to realize that the Bible is a real book about real people who, did, who made real decisions that got real blessing. Mm. And, oh, in your life, you're a real person that's about to make some real decisions, that's about to give you some real results. Somebody say, this is real to me. So what happens is they said, we're going to help God out. We're going to help God out. He's taking too long. And I know what it is to say, God, you're taking too long. But can I tell you, watch me, that God knows everything. He knows the end from the beginning. So what you call taking too long, God is like, it's right on schedule to me. So they said, we're going to help him out. So Sarah, his wife, says, hey, here's my handmaiden. Here's my, basically, here's my assistant. Take my assistant. Y'all go do your thing. Go and have a baby. I'm going to give you a hall pass. Okay? I'm going to give you a hall pass. I'm going to give you a hall pass. Y'all go have a baby. And because God's taking too long. So what happens, y'all? They have this baby. And this baby's name is Ishmael. And the Lord says to Abram, Abram, hey, hey, this is not what I told you. I said, you and Sarah are going to have a child. Abraham says, oh, Lord, would you bless my Ishmael, God says, I ain't going to be able to do that. I'm not going to be able to have a covenant with him. Now, listen, I'm going to take care of him because he didn't ask to be here. But this is not what I'm going to bless because this is not what I ordered. You chose to do it your way and you chose to rush. Watch me. Y'all ready? Y'all ready? Let's go. I rebuke your rush. What do you mean rebuke? We shut down your rush. Some of you are in a rush, but you need to embrace the time that it's taking because the time that it's taking is making sure you are processed properly and that you are prepared. Why? So when you get there, you're going to be able to stay there. When you get there, you're not going to fall. I rebuke every fall the enemy has planned for the now to the end of this year. The last two months are going to be better than the first 10. If you believe that, Say yes, Lord. Say it again. Say yes, Lord. This was, this was Abraham's habit, though. Because Abraham, he's got a habit of doing his own thing. Why? Because in Genesis 12, when God says, get away from your country, away from your kindred to a land, I'll show you, he brought Lot with him. It was his habit doing the wrong thing with the wrong people. But watch me. But watch me. But he's still blessed. Why? Because he knew how to bounce back. Mm, let your hands on yourself say, I know how to bounce back. I. Look, your patterns, your rituals and habits. Look what the Bible says. Which you have handed down. And many such things you do. So watch me. Watch me. Uh, um, to every parent, to every person that sits in any place of, a, of influence, and that's everybody. Say, I'm an influencer. Whether you know it or not, people pay more attention to what you do than what you say. You ever found yourself talking like somebody you've been around? 
and you catch yourself, you're like, that's not even how I talk. You ready? Look, he says, many such things you have handed down. Watch me. And many such things you do. He says, you have a whole lot of things that you're doing that are making the word not work for you. And it's not God's fault. Watch me. Let's not even worry about blame. It's your responsibility. Don't look at it in the context of fault. Because then you'll start feeling bad. Oh, I just screw up all the time. I just mess up all the time. Okay, stop. That's a curse too. Instead, just say, you know what? Mm -mm, it's my responsibility. I have the responsibility of making sure two areas are right. Number one, my words, my words, my words. Matthew 12, 36 says that you can curse yourself with your words. You can curse yourself with your words. This is why I have you say so much in church. And for those of you not used to talking a lot, you're like, God, dog, I thought he's supposed to talk. I'm doing all the talking. Well, just to be technically accurate, I am doing more talking than you. Uh, but, but here's the deal. Because your words, it's called an imprecation. It's literally a spoken curse, which means it was released and it caused a curse. Look at the screen. Matthew 12, 36. But I say to you, for every idle word, men may speak, may speak, they will give account of it in the day of judgment. Here's what this verse means. The word, idle word there, it's this Greek word, argos, language of our New Testament. It means every lazy, thoughtless, and careless word that you spoke. Lazy. Do you not know it takes more energy and effort to speak life? Because how many of us can be honest? When we're mad or frustrated, it's real easy. Matter of fact, sometimes we feel good when we start talking crazy. Come on, where are the honest people at? Like, you know you shouldn't say it. Like, you know you should just shut up. But you're like, you know what? I can't stand these. Beep, 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 beep. All right, see, y'all acting a little funny at this repetition, so let's keep it real. How many of you all, just in the last 10 months, there's had to be some beep moments in your life? Come on, keep it real. Because when you're real, God can heal you. No judgment, no condemnation. I'm glad that the Lord gives me another chance. Because listen, without them beeps, I probably would have snapped, cracked, and popped. I'm just saying. I thank God for the beeps. Because without them beeps, Don't look at me judgmental like that. Look, every lazy word. He says, you did, he said, it's easy for you to just speak negative. It's easy. It's easy for you to just speak crazy. It's easy for you to speak thoughtlessly, which means you said it and didn't think about what you were saying. Let me give you some examples. When you say things like this, um, I can't stand so-and-so. So what you're literally doing, you just curse yourself. Now you've given that person power over your ability to stand, literally, to remain. So now, watch me, your issues with them create issues with everybody else. Okay? You'll say things like, I'm so sick of this. Okay? So no wonder you always sick. Okay? And some of you, you're physically sick all the time? All the time. Like, you, you literally need a, an office in the doctor's office for yourself. Because you I got a head cold. I got a throat cold. I got a nose cold. I got an eye cold. I got, I got a toe, pinky toe cold. I got, I got half corona. It ain't a full corona. It's a Heineken. I got a, I got a this. I got, like, you got so much going on. All the time. I mean, ain't never had a whole month where you go. And you talking about the devil's attacking my body. Mm -mm, you curse yourself with your words. Lazy, thoughtless, and careless. You just didn't care what you said. You just felt, you know what? I'm going to say what I'm going to say. And here's the problem. Here's the problem. 
See, while God may forgive you, and we're about to cover everything we've said because we all have done this. I'm about to cover you. Watch me. People can't unhear what they heard. This is why, watch me, stop using walking away as a threat because you're going to say that to the wrong one and they're going to call your bluff and say bye. And you're going to say, well, I was just saying, oh, no, bye. Baby, bye. Matter of fact, hold up. I've been, I was packing your stuff up just in case. Because you don't threaten to walk out on me. I will put you out on the curb. You don't threaten to walk away because I can't unhear what I've heard. So here, we got to, now listen, it says in the day of judgment. Judgment here doesn't mean in the end times, uh, any eschatological, what does that word mean? This is the study of the end times. It doesn't mean the day of judgment like that. Judgment here is the word crisis, right? So a crisis reveals curses. So he says, you're literally going to have to give an account for it because you're going to stand in a day where you're in what you spoke. You're going to stand today. People who say this like, I'm always getting in trouble. You always going to be in trouble? Uh, Y'all missing it. You're missing it. You're missing it. You're going to have to stand in what you spoke. And he says, this is the day of judgment because what you said came back to you. So I need you to speak some life. But first, we got to kill the curses you've spoken with your words. All right, all right, all right. Y'all ready? Let's do it. uh, Pray this with me. Say, Father, in Jesus' name, I cancel the power of every curse I've spoken with my words, every negative thing I've spoken over myself or anything connected to me. I cancel it now in the name of Jesus. I replace it with the blessing. I'm the head and not the tail. I'm above and not beneath. All things work together for my good. Say, I speak life into my life. I speak life into my life. Come on, I speak life into my life. I'm debt free. I'm living my best life. Come on, y'all speak life. Say, the last two months of 2021, are better than the first 10. All things, all things work together for my good. And no weapon that's formed against me will be able to prosper in Jesus' name. Gotta speak life. Some of you need to say this. Say, I'm not a failure. I rebuke that heaviness being on you. Come on. Somebody say this. Say, I'm not behind schedule. Say it. I'm not. Uh Uh-uh, baby. You're right on time. And what if I told you God was about to blow your mind? This ain't for everybody. But for the few of us that it's for, can I just get you to stand up? And can I get you to turn around one time? Because things are about to turn for your good turn for your good turn for your good you ever see here's the last one here's the next one rather your actions your actions can curse you now remember remember I set before you blessing and life right? curse and death you got picked 
Say, I must pick. You know, I don't like a whole lot of choices. Like, I like a maximum of three. Don't send me 17 choices. I'm going to say this is, I have too many decisions to make. This, I, take this back and cut this down to three. Give me good, better, best. Don't give me all these options. God says, I'm going to make this simple for you. You have two options. Every day and every decision. The curse or the blessing. It's on you. Ever somebody say it's on you? Mm -mm. Tell them, tell them, tell them real authoritatively, because they've been blaming other people, and it's not other people's fault. Elbow, say it's on you. So actions can curse you. Malachi 2.2, if you will not hear and if you will not take it to heart to give glory to my name, says the Lord of hosts. So here's what God says. God says, you're doing things, you're taking actions, but these actions are not to give me glory. So watch me. God says, the, the, the motive of your action is selfish. Now, this is deep. This is because your motive isn't designed to give me glory. You want it. And because you want the glory out of it, watch me. God says, you ready? Okay, all right. This next part, it's a, it's a big pill. This next part is like uh, you're sick and you're taking um, Robitussin. Robitussin. You know that ain't good. And I'm not talking about the new stuff, the, the new flavored stuff. I'm talking about the old stuff in the thick glass bottle. Anybody know? Online? I mean, literally, you just much rather just have a stuffed up nose than take that. I remember I would plug my nose. <laughs> so this is disgusting. And if I can't smell it, I won't be able to taste it. Because much of your taste comes from your smell. Listen. Which means sometimes you can diagnose the wrong problem. Mm. <clears throat> Look at this. God says, I will send a curse upon you. Now, what does he mean, I will send a curse upon you? Literally, God just says, I will get out of the way and let your choice stand. And look at this next part. And I will curse your blessings. Yes, I've cursed them already because you don't take it to heart. What does take it to heart mean? God says, this isn't a big deal to you. This isn't important to you. So because it's not important to you to choose better, then watch me, then even what was a blessing will become a curse. See, what if the job was a blessing, but because you made the job more important than God, it had to be cursed? I see this happen with people. They're doing good. They're serving. They're faithful. They get blessed, and then they get, a, they get the job. They do all of that, and then all of a sudden, their serving begins to slack. And then a few months later, it's always the same story. The movie always ends the same way. Then a few months later, all of a sudden, what was a blessing is now a curse. Y'all not going to talk to me today. I'm right about it. You got to learn how to have your own amen sex, and I'm right about it. Watch me. The marriage was great. It was a blessing. Watch me. Until you made a God out of them. What do you mean? I didn't make a God out of them. Yes, you did, because they were more important than what God said. That's why Adam got checked. God says, you made what Eve said more important than what I said. I'm your leader. She's supposed to listen to you. You listen. Uh, we got a whole problem here. I told you what to do, and you didn't do what I said because you didn't, watch me, because you didn't want no arguing I'm coming for y'all now I'm coming for y'all now you didn't want any arguing in your house so to appease her behind you did wrong uh uh now I'm with okay 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 let's go to work 
Because you didn't want your kids hollering. You did what they said instead of what God said. And you made what other people thought was important more important than what God said. And God said it was a blessing, but it had to be cursed. Look at this. Look at this. This is because this isn't a big deal to you. For some of you, there's certain things that when they started, it was a blessing. But because God stopped getting glory, you stopped doing what he said. Because you want to keep peace in your house. I'm going to let that set because I think, because since you didn't say nothing, that means I know I'm all in the Kool-Aid right there. You, you, you didn't want to stir nothing up. You didn't want to stir nothing up. And because you didn't want to, because you didn't want to stir nothing up, watch me, even though you had facts, you kept dealing with crap. Because you didn't want to stir anything up. I just want to keep the peace. That's not peace if it's built on a lie. I'm going to say that again. That's not peace if it's built on a lie. Say, Lord, make my actions. Choose the blessing. In Jesus' name. All right, let's go here. Let's go here. Let's go here. That's generated curses, words, and actions. All throughout this month, I'm going to make that more granular. Here's the second thing I want to deal with, and we're out of here. You ready? generational curses, generational curses. Let me have that family I had at 915, or my fake family, you know, this pretend family we made. All right, all right, you come on too. All right, but you got to wait because they got to pray over the Thanksgiving food first. Everybody got to wait to eat until you come downstairs. Food been ready. Matter of fact, macaroni and cheese cold now. You got to microwave it just to get, you know. And it better be a macaroni and cheese. And just, I was, in, that was a hidden message in my message right there. <laughs> Normally when I'm preaching, I didn't think about nobody, but that right there, I had a specific, that was a directive. <laughs> listen, listen, generational curses. A generational curse, a destructive pattern of behavior that's passed down and around. See, this month, this month, many of you, you're about to be sitting at a table with things that you're sent to break. And for many of you, you're going to have to pay attention to the obvious. Come on, can we play that game that they give you on the kids' menus? What's different about who's sitting at the table? Mm, watch me, watch me. Everybody else is in black, watch me, but I've got blood on. Y'all not going to? I need you to pay attention. See, when you're the curse breaker, you have to be okay standing out and being different than even those you sit at the table with. When you're the curse breaker, you have to be okay if they don't want to take you nowhere, if they don't want to go nowhere with you. Matter of fact, you got to be okay if you're the different one at the table because you were sent to break the curse, not perpetuate the curse, which means I'm okay standing out if that means I'm free from a curse. For some of you, maybe this isn't your family. Maybe this is your friends. Maybe this is where you grew up. Maybe this is the people you were around. You have to be okay being different. So look at the, what the scripture says. Numbers 14 and 18. The Lord is slow to anger and abounding with steadfast love, forgiving iniquity and transgression, but he will no, by no means clear the guilty, visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children to the third and fourth generation. Let me break this verse down for you, make it real simple. There's three types of sin in the Bible. The first thing is sin, which means to make a mistake. Can you all put your hands on the table? When you put your hands on the table, let's say you didn't know that you ain't supposed to put your hands on the table. So this is what? Sin. You didn't know. So it's a mistake. I didn't know. Got it? Here's transgression. Everybody take your hands off the table. 
she going to keep her hands on the table after being told to remove her hands from the table. That's transgression. Transgression is when God says, you knew not to do it, but you did it anyhow. Here's iniquity. Watch me. She the mama and the kids now pay attention to what it is that she. Watch me. And, and watch me. Normally, normally, come on real fast, sir. There you go. I put your hands on the, on the table. Okay. Watch me. They think it's okay because this is all they've seen. The, okay, for our analogy, these are her two kids. They got married. This is their second marriage. This is their second marriage in the analogy. In the analogy, huh? In the analogy, this is their second marriage. I cover you under the blood so that what I'm speaking ain't on you, okay? All right. But this, this is their second marriage in the analogy. Watch me. Watch me. And the truth is, watch me. See, this is why it matters who you're around and who you deal with. Why does it matter? Because the generational curses are passed down and around. So watch me. Who, el who else came? Come here. Who else came? Who else, who else in their house? I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you who else is in their house. Come on. Come on. See, his ex-wife, she's in the house too. I'm picking you next time. You better act. They don't never know if they're going to get called up. You better act. Watch me. Because anytime, watch me. Please pay attention. Watch me. Watch me. It's not just about generational curses being passed down. They're passed around. So for some of you, you got in relationships and friendships with people. You picked up their stuff, and now their stuff is in your stuff, and now it's affecting your whole house. I need you to make this declaration and say, but I'm the curse breaker. So here's what happens. The Bible says, but he will by no means clear the guilty. Iniquity is the third type of sin. It's generational. It's passed down and around. And here's what the Bible says. You can be forgiven for all three. What are the three? Sin transgression and you can be forgiven but iniquity has a unique consequence y'all better talk to me today the consequence of iniquity is that it has to remain for three to four generations until somebody decides i'm the curse breaker but you won't even know it is a curse unless you're taught what it is so you know what you need to break Mm, mm. It literally says it's going to visit. It's going to visit. It's going to visit. Come here. You're going to visit. Come on. You're going to visit. You're going to be the visitor. I need you to do, knock on the table, but do that police knock. Okay. Just a little bit, little, little bit rougher. There you go. There you go. There you go. There you go. Everybody in this building, everybody online know if you heard that knock, you stopped doing what you was doing. You didn't even talk. You start whispering to people in the house. <laughs> you moving around real slow. Turn the TV down. Turn the TV down. Shh, y'all be quiet. And then watch. Then the second one. Now you're mad. Okay, now wait a minute. Now you ain't finna be knocking on my. You going upstairs, looking from the upstairs window. Who's coming? <laughs> the Bible says, come on, y'all help me preach this thing. That iniquity, generational stuff that's passed down and around, 
It's going to come visit you. And if you don't know how to answer the door, you're going to let her up in here too. But can I go deeper? Say go deeper, Bishop. The word visit is this Hebrew word pakad, which is the same word for pastor. Pay attention, which means you can come to church all you want. You can say I'm your shepherd, but the truth is your curse becomes your pastor. Which is why you got notebooks full of notes you still ain't done nothing with. You got tape after tape and CD and book and this and that and still ain't changed. But guess what? This is about to be the November where everything changes. Say this will be a November to remember. So literally, if your curse is your pastor, here's how it works. You came to church and you touched your neighbor, you elbowed your neighbor. I'm the curse breaker. Rah, rah, rah. I'm going to do it. Let's go, let's go, let's go. And then when you get back home, your curse says, yep, so you ain't going to tithe. You ain't going to serve. We ain't going to change nothing. You're not going to do anything different. And then watch me. Because it's your pastor, you follow it. So when the curse says, cuss her out. You ain't said nothing but a word. When a curse says, act a fool. Get outside of yourself. But today. Open your mouth and say, I have a pastor. And it's not my curses. Look at me. Give me my jacket. It says it will visit to the third and fourth generation, to the third and fourth generation, to the third and fourth generation, on, 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 on. Pay attention. No, no, you ain't putting it on. You, you, you gonna put it on? No, you gonna, you gonna put, come on, put it on. You gonna put it, since you gonna put it on then. That ain't gonna work. Watch me. Look, look, look. On the children to the third and fourth generation. Your neighbor's not 32, 22, 42, 58, 67, 75. Your neighbor is two to 400 years old. And when you meet them, you're not meeting them, you're meeting their history. Because literally the Bible says, on the children. Which means until somebody says, hey, come here. See, now it's on you. So watch me. Now we don't even see you because your curse is what covers you. See, it's on everybody. Oh, and it comes with chains. It comes with chains. It comes with chains. It comes with chains. And, and so watch me. And so you sitting here talking about, you bragging about your chains. This is how the men in my family are. This is how the women in my family are. This is how the people, no, 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 no. Until somebody says, until somebody says, no, I'm not gonna be able to. I'm not gonna be able to. I'm not gonna be able to take that. I, I, I'm not gonna be able to take that. Somebody has to say, I'm gonna be the one. No, that that ain't. That's not gonna work for me. And then the curse gonna come back and try to say, No, this is you, baby. No, this you, boo. No, come on, put this on, put this on. But you gotta be so determined that to be the curse breaker, that I don't care what you try to put on me, I'm not taking that. 
And I need the curse breakers in this building and online to let the devil know I'm not taking that. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. Say, I'm the curse breaker. Everybody on your feet. There's a reward for being the curse breaker. Say, there's a reward. Proverbs 6, 30 and 31. Listen what the Bible says. People do not despise the thief if he steals to satisfy himself when he's starving. Listen, what in the world does this have to do with, with, with breaking curses? And what are you talking about? He says the thief doesn't. Uh, people do not despise the thief if he steals to satisfy himself when he's starving. Look at me. Curses are thieves. They've robbed opportunities from you. They have robbed money from you. They've robbed good relationships from you. And while you're looking back saying it wasn't meant to be, no, 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 no. Maybe it was, but your curse got in the way. God just didn't want me to have that. Or did your curse get in the way? Mm. That's why I'm excited about this month. Because everything's about to change for you. You're about to have a seismic shift in you that's about to produce a seismic shift around you. Everything is about to change for the better. Why? Because you are about to change. Look at the next verse. Look at the next verse. Yet when he is found, he must restore sevenfold, even if he has to give up all the substance of his house. Jesus said it like this. The thief comes to steal, kill, destroy. I am come, Jesus said, that you may have life and have it more abundantly. Everybody pay attention. Look at me. The thief, thief there is a Greek word, kleptis, which means he steals in secret. Which means you don't even know you've been stolen from until you go, until somebody says, let's check the account. Up until this month, there are going to be things that you thought were okay in your bloodline, okay in your life. And, and, and this month, you're going to be like, wait a minute, no, that's not even okay anymore. And when we solve the riddle, somebody say, I'm solving the riddle. Here's what the Bible says. And, and what does it mean to solve the riddle? I'm going to be the curse breaker. See, to break the curse, I need to solve the riddle. I need to find out what's been going on. That's what we're doing all this month. Don't miss a message. Don't miss a Wednesday. Don't miss a Sunday. Because that's what we're doing all this month. Here's what the Bible says. There's a reward. Look at me. We, we are reward driven. Everything we do is connected to reward. Everything we do is connected to some sense of benefit. We're always asking the question, what's in it for me? Why are some of y'all looking like, I don't ask that. You a whole lie. Internally, we're always asking that question. What's in it for me? Here's the deal. There's something in it for you to be the curse breaker. Somebody say, there is a reward. Um, I, uh, I like a good value. I like great values. So if I see that something has a value, I will go through the trouble to get what I see as valuable. I will go through the trouble to get the reward. Somebody said, there's a reward at the end of this month. Come on, 11:15. Here's what the Bible says. He must restore sevenfold. Not one, not two, not three, not four, not five, not six, not seven. Or excuse me, it is seven. Seven is the number of completion. Pay attention. Which means everything the curse stole, the curse now has to make you whole. Mm -mm -mm -mm. I need your faith up. 
I need your faith up. I got to end this word and we got to end now, but I need your faith to be on 10 when you walk out of this building. And when you log off, say, he must restore sevenfold. That means restitution. Make me whole. What you stole, pay me back in Jesus' name. If you're excited that by the end of this month, there's going to be a reward. Can I just get you to put a praise in the building and a praise on? There's a reward. There's a reward. There is a reward. Say there's a reward. There's a reward. There's a reward to being the curse breaker. There's a reward to being the curse breaker. There's a reward to being the curse breaker. Look at me. This month, say this month. I have an assignment for everybody connected to me, everybody connected to Harvest. I need you to, this month, if you've not been faithful to church attendance, like I need you to focus in. I just rearrange your schedule, do whatever you got to do to be faithful. Why? Because there's not going to be a message you can afford to miss. If you can't rearrange your schedule, I need you on those on demand, on those replays, on YouTube, on Facebook, on that podcast. I need you on it like nothing you, like you've ever done before. Why? Because there is a reward for being the curse breaker. But watch me. But you only get the reward if you break the curse. So I need you to just speak faith. We're, we're about to go. I just need you to speak faith to the people on your role. Speak faith to the people around you. Speak faith to the chat people you're chatting with. Say, there is a reward. Say it again. Say, there is a reward. Say it again. There is a reward. And I'm praying you get full restitution for everything. Every curse is stolen. Say, full restitution in Jesus' name. If you're in this building or you're online and you've never given your life to Jesus, this is your moment. He's no judgment, no condemnation. Secondly, if you give your life to the Lord but you've not been faithful to him, this is your moment. Thirdly, if you're like Bishop Foreman, I don't know where things stand, but I want to be sure with the Lord today. If you're in this building, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand when I count to three. Online, I'm going to ask you to do the hand wave emoji or say, it's me. If you need to become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord or be sure. One, God's coming to get you. Two, this is your moment. Don't miss it. No judgment, no guilt, no condemnation. You matter to God. You matter to us at Harvest in the building and online. One, two three if that's you hands up in this building god bless you bless you online do the hand wave emoji or say it's me wherever you are at hallelujah everybody say this to me say father thank you for dying in my place thank you for your love for me i confess with my mouth and i believe in my heart that you are my lord and my savior get the glory out of my life give me the grace to run this new race give me the grace to be a great Christian not judgmental not beating other people down but working out my own salvation in Jesus name amen just pray that prayer for the first time or recommitted yourself Lord or you're now sure text the word decision to the phone number right there on the screen 877-552-4746 or scan that QR code did you make a decision to become a Christian for the first time or recommit your life to Jesus? We want to help you make Christianity a lifestyle and not just a hobby. So just text the word decision to the number 877-552-4746 and we'll send simple next steps so you know what to do next. We're praying for you and congratulations. 
Remember, your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you. In the app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday ah feel the whoa with listerine at bj's you can save two dollars and fifty cents now on listerine products like total care anti-cavity fluoride fresh mint mouthwash or cool mint pocket packs fresh breath strips at your nearest bj's location experience the feeling of a million germs zapped in seconds with listerine discount available through december 24th save now only at bj's 